Welcome back to Radaribus. I'm Matty. Last time we told you about Bananagram. We have our guests, Charlotte, Ben and Genevieve, back in the studio with us to share what they love about Bananagrams. Welcome back, Charlotte. Hi. What's one thing you love about this media that you'd like to share? I hope you've now played Bananagrams and you agree that it's super fun. And I love how it's kind of like a modern Scrabble game and it's simpler than Scrabble. I have a question. What is Scrabble? Scrabble is, it's kind of like Bananagrams, but it has a board and you get a seven tiles and once you've used all your tiles and put them down on the board then you get to pick up more but the board is much more like you have to put it where they fit unlike bananagrams where you can put anything wherever and you don't have to do it in a crossword format okay what's another game you would recommend that is kind of like scrabble and bananagram i would recommend monopoly deal it is definitely um more portable than monopoly and it goes past way quicker because i think everyone will know that monopoly takes sometimes two hours what makes monopoly deal such a great game I really like it because you can take it wherever. It's super fun and you can play with heaps of people or you can play with two people and, yeah. Is this a card game? Yes, Monopoly Deal is a card game. What are some of the uses of the cards? When you play a long game of Monopoly, everyone gets knocked out one at a time and there's in the end there's one winner. But um, compared to Monopoly Deal, Monopoly Deal is way better because... You wait until the per, um, anyone has three sets and that's the person who wins and finishes immediately. So what are some of the uses of cards? I've heard there's cards like Deal Breaker, It's My Birthday and Just Say No. So Deal Breakers are when if someone has a set, you can basically put your Deal Breaker down and steal their set. If they have a Just Say No, they put their Just Say, just say No down and it means you can't steal their set and if you have a just say no you can put the just say no on top of their just say no so you can steal their set and it's my birthday and other cards like that means everyone has to pay you two million dollars out of their bank so how exactly do you make a set and what's a rank card um so a set is when you have for example if there's three yellows I don't know the names of the streets but then you have to put them all on top of each other and there's also um a wild card which means you can put it on any set would you rather play monopoly or monopoly deal that depends if I have like a whole day to take up I think I would play monopoly but if I just want to have a quick, easy game. I'd play Monopoly Deal. So you're saying that if I had, like, 25 minutes to spare, I could play Gimp Monopoly Deal yeah. and it would smash out yeah. most of that? You could probably play about three, four games. Okay. It's nice having you again, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Welcome back, Genevieve. Bye. What's one thing you love about this media that you would like to share? Okay, so the media I would like to share is Monopoly. This is one of my all-time favourite games. I love to play it with my family. And the thing I love about this game is that it teaches you math skills and budgeting and you don't even know this because it's so fun.
do you play? Do you play the normal Monopoly or the NZ version of Monopoly? At home, we have the New Zealand version of Monopoly. What's unique about it? Like, does it have, like, New Zealand landmarks and stuff? Yeah, well, it has the streets in New Zealand um, with a... With the normal Monopoly, it just has, like, in the world, basically. But, like, you know the streets more well. They have places like Queen Street, Marine Parade, places that are in New Zealand. Does it have the beehive? No, it does not. It only has streets. Who would you usually play with? Well, I usually play with my dad and my brothers and sometimes with friends. What maths would you learn from it? And if so... Would it be based around money? Yes, it would be based around money. Uh, so it teaches you budgeting and like, oh, should I save this much or should I spend it and take a risk? This game has a lot of risk taking in it. And it also, you have to add things together to work out how much you need to pay. What would you usually do to strategically win the game? Well, it's all about... It's basically luck because you could choose to take a risk or save, but then it's just depending on what you roll on the dice. If you get properties earlier in the game, you are more likely to win. And sometimes you can trade for properties to complete sets. I have a question. If you get into jail and then and you're in jail and someone lives on your property, do they have to pay you a yes or no? Yes. So this is why if you're in jail at the start of the game, it's bad to be in jail because then you can't land on properties to buy them. But if you're in the in jail like in the middle of the game, it's good because people can land on you but you can't land on them. But the thing is, you can only stay in jail for three turns and then you have to pay $50 to get out. Thank you, Genevieve. Bye. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, Ben. What's one thing you love about this media that you'd like to share? From a spelling game, a game just entirely about spelling things out, uh, which is, it's really fun. Um, Banana Game still manages to make spelling fun, like it, like I just said. And also make older people be reminiscent of Scrabble, which has been around for way longer than it. It's also a great party game. Would you rather play Scrabble or Bananagrams? Oh, Bananagrams. Why would you rather play Bananagrams and Scrabble? I think it's a little bit more simple. So uh, it's like easier to learn. Scrabble, I think, is um, a little bit harder. And Are there any other like party games you would recommend people to like play that you'd usually play on special occasions? I'd say charades because um it's easy to s- easy to set up. You just grab it. You just grab a box and a timer and uh, maybe a dice depending on what type of plan, and you go. Basically, some people find it easy to figure out what people are actually doing. Other people will find it easier to to act at what they're doing, but maybe harder to find. To, to find out what other people are doing. And that's kind of the fun of it because you find it, you have a part where you're good at it and then you have a part where you're not so good at it. Unless you're good all around. In charades, do you not talk like at all? Uh, it depends what game type you're playing. Um, so in the charades that most people know, no, you do not talk at all. Um, you just act out and try to do and try to make people guess based on what uh based on what you're doing, basically. 
but there are many different variants. One of them you can speak, but um, only uh, only for like the first couple rounds. So the first round you can speak and act. The fir- the second round you can act. The the third one you can only say one word. Um, and then it gets crazier. Like in the fourth round, you go under a blanket. Fifth round, puppet show something. Like facial expressions only because of the bad because you're using the same cards every time. Um, for the first one, someone could like tickle, tickle them. Like let's just use tickle me Elmo as an example. <laughs> so someone could tickle themselves and then go ah, f- waving their arms around or something, and then someone will be like tickle me Elmo, and then uh, um at the fourth fifth one where it's like where it's only facial expressions, they'll be able to realize. It's Tickle Me Elmo because they've done it before. So Tickle Me Elmo is something like this. <laughs> and then in the fifth round. Um, in the fifth round, it would be like... Because um, it's uh, he would, it would be more of just a face, so just a laughing type face, because the fifth round is um, facial expressions only, which I think would be really... Really weird to do, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you can also come up with your own types of rounds. It's a crazy way. To, that's probably a crazy way to play charades. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> this week's show was hosted by me, Matty, recorded and edited by Thomas and Luca. Our guests were Charlotte, Ben, and Genevieve. Thanks as well to CJ and Rada and Media for supporting the show. Our theme music is by Nicholas Alstrom. And you can follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also raruapodcast.com. Tune in next time for another recommendation. But before we go, here is one more quick pick from each of us. Charlotte, Ticket to Ride New York. It's a short, fast game like Monopoly Deal. Ben? I recommend The Hobbit. It's a movie from the early 2010s that is based around a person uh, named Bilbo Baggins trying to get something. Thomas? I would recommend the game Exploding Kittens because it can work out so differently each round and also because you can get many extension packs for it. Luca? I recommend Uno because it's a fun family-friendly, classic game that is good to play anywhere at any time. CJ? I recommend the game Hardback by Tim Fowlers. It's a really fun spelling-based game that has you creating a deck of cards. And me. I can recommend Potato Pirates because it's fun, easy, and you can always come up with new strategies. Thanks for listening. Bye.